Pero antes, un mensaje de nuestros auspiciadores. Hello, welcome to Prince Strike by Track. I'm your host Darren, and today we're going to be talking about Dolphin from the Gold Experience. Though technically speaking, it was from the Undertaker VHS before it was on the Gold Experience. Recorded the 2nd of January 1993 and again on the 14th of June 1993 with some overdubs to the January version in 1994 and released on the 6th of March 1995. Uh, on the track you have Prince, Michael B, Sonny T, Tommy Barbarella, Mr Hayes. That was the band that Prince had at the time, those four guys. Uncredited on the track are backing vocals from Lenny Kravitz. The track is 4 minutes 59, and joining me to talk about it today is Max. Hello, Max. Hello, thank you for having me again. Now, in terms of like a genre, I, I, I mean, it's really weird because, you know, the subject of the song is directed at Warner Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's kind of like a protest song, but kind of about animal slaughter, but also the Warner Brothers contract. Yeah. Um. You know, uh, and the the two are like one is kind of used as a metaphor for the other. Interestingly, so I don't know what kind of genre I would say. I mean, to me, it, it feels like it's kind of like a rock ballad. If I had to kind of pick a genre, yeah, it's it, it's definitely just like kind of a fun pop rock song. Like it kind of reminds me of like you know the same the same kind of tone that like uh, I would never take the place of your man has. You know, um, yeah, you know, it, it's just like a fun and bouncy song. But yeah, I mean, I definitely wanted to do this one just because of the the the, the symbolism of this song <laughs> is is if you know what's going on, it's incredibly direct. Well, but I mean, first of all, let's talk about the release history of this particular song, because it's quite interesting. Um, you know, uh, there was a video that was made for it that was released uh, to VH1 in Europe <laughs> on the 30th of September 1994. And I can remember that being an event. I, you know, at the time, you know, my family, we had um, we had cable. We had VH1 and MTV for like, you know, for the first time ever. Uh, you know, it was, I remember particularly that's kind of the summer of 94 and the summer of 95, spending a lot of time just recording videos you know, left, right, and center. Any any video for any song that I even slightly liked, I would record it. And you know, um, some 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 of my VHSs that had like you know TV shows or films on at the very end, I would fill with like fifteen minutes of videos off MTV just you know to take the space yeah. up. Um, and and I remember seeing this video like a lot in you know kind of late ninety four, early ninety five. You know, it was also the weird thing is I remember it being on VH one more than anything else. And I hadn't realized obviously at the time that you know it was like a a kind of special thing that Prince had arranged. Yeah. But then also there's a version that was released, you know, on the 6th of March, 1995 on the Undertaker VHS. You know, I've discussed that project a couple of times. Um, you know, the Undertaker project itself was just, you know, the MPG trio, uh, which was Prince, Michael B and Sonny T. Um, you know, Prince on, on guitar and vocals, Sonny T on bass, and of course, Michael Bland on drums. The early version of that was done in 1993. That's where the 14th of June date comes in. Um, and then, you know, that was kind of uh, released 
Um, and and then also there was a performance on the Late Show with uh, David Letterman on the thirteenth of December, nineteen ninety four, which was the first time that this song had been performed live ever <laughs> to what was I can only assume a bemused audience of <laughs> you know people who were just there to to watch David Letterman do a top ten yeah. and you know have his little back and forth with the uh, with Paul Schaefer. They do they did like a you know on on the, some of the videos that are on YouTube. There's like a little kind of like like almost like a five second sketch. Yeah. Where Paul Schaefer is like artist formerly known as Prince meet artist currently known as Pinhead, <laughs> and David Letterman does like a spit take directly to the camera, basically covering it in water. <laughs> and then Prince does the performance, and then at the end of it, he kind of like dies and is taken away. Yeah. And then you know after the after the song, there's a little bit of David Letterman and Paul Schaefer almost kind of mocking Prince a little bit. <laughs> I mean, it could have been too bad because there's a couple of other you know tracks from the Gold Experience that Prince came back and performed on that show. You know, and at this point, Prince was saying he was never going to release the gold experience that was something he'd said you know a number of interviews and you know it did take a while before the gold experience actually came out you know which was you know this kind of like that performance was december 94 and it wasn't until september 95 you know that the the album came out and that was almost exactly a year after the video had been on vh1 so you know a kind of a really long kind of gestation um for this album but it's interesting that Dolphin is kind of like one of the earliest tracks released, you know, other than Most Beautiful Girl in the World, which obviously, you know, been released independently and was the number one single all over the place. Yeah. Um, you know, and and so kind of it's, it's weird how we get to the point of Dolphin being on the gold experience. <laughs> like it's such a kind of long and winding path to kind of get there. And then, you know, obviously the background of it, you know, if you know what's happening in terms of Prince's, you know, interactions with Warner Brothers, then the lyrics, you know, obviously take a completely different meaning on. Yeah. And there was actually a promotional um, single of Dolphin released in summer 1995. Really? As well. Yeah. And it had no artwork. It's It was it just had, you know, Dolphin and then the MPG operator that leads into We March. Okay. And that was it. And so, <laughs> so, so I'm sure if you could find a copy of that somewhere, it would be worth you know, quite a lot of money. Yeah. But yeah, so, you know, Dolphin was just one of these songs that Prince, obviously, you know, the fact that he recorded this video, um, you know, uh, it, it looks like it's kind of like in one corner of like one studio against a backdrop <laughs> with a few pillows thrown around <laughs> and the band sitting there. My favorite thing about the video is that, I mean, obviously one, it starts with him on a bed and it's yeah. all in one single take. <laughs> And yeah. it, it reminds me of a, a a better version of Brilliant Disguise by Bruce Springsteen, where where I don't know if you've seen that video. But, I haven't. But no. it, it's it's basically just Bruce Springsteen in a kitchen playing an acoustic guitar, and it just slowly zooms in on him the entire music video. And that's it. That's the only thing that happens that entire video. And so this at least has some things that happen in it, including at the very end where the two people are playing on the bed as if it's a keyboard. Which... Yeah. <laughs> which is absolutely beautiful yeah oh. no i do love i do love that and I, I i if i remember rightly michael bland has got like tassels on his drumsticks yeah <laughs> as he as he's playing so you just see these tassels flying around <laughs> yeah it's i mean it's it's such a it's such a great kind of like uh it's such a great video and there's like an american flag in the background yeah. next to sunny t but it's claimed that it's got like decorated in gold instead of being blue um yeah and, and you know, prince has his gold symbol guitar um you know obviously that he he would perform you know using quite a lot 
Um, but yeah, no, it is this thing of like the video kind of pulls back and zooms in on different members of the band. Yeah. And as it's doing that, then other people come in and out like while that's happening. So there are like kind of small changes that happen throughout the video. But, it, you know, it's only when you watch it a few times that you kind of notice, oh, this, you know, this person's come in as a shot or Maite's got off the bed and then she's back on the bed. <laughs> like There's little kind of things that are happening around the edges. You know, Tommy Barbarella is suddenly revealed to have been hiding behind the American flag because that's where his keyboard is. You know, just stuff like that. And it, it's it's really it's kind of it's really weird because it's like a it's it's kind of a fun video um, just in terms of what's going on. Yeah. But, but, you know, the subject matter is kind of, you know, I mean, the fact that it has, I mean, the, the phrase, you know, that obviously, you know, from the chorus that I guess, you know, you, if you know the song, you, you might, you kind of might recognize it anyway. You know, the kind of, uh, if I came back as a dolphin, would you listen to me then? Again, I don't know, dolphins clicks don't really mean much to me, but uh, would you let me be my friend? Would you let me in? But then the, the fact that he says, you can cut off all my fins, yeah. but to your ways I will not bend. I'll die before I let you tell me how to swim. Now that sounds fairly graphic, like cutting oh, yeah. fins off a dolphin. That is where the kind of metaphor comes in, because obviously that is Prince talking about his Warner Brothers contract rather than an actual dolphin. But yeah. still, the imagery of like a dolphin having its fins cut is still quite graphic. Oh you know? yeah, for, for what sounds like a kind of upbeat kind of pop rock song, <laughs> it's a really kind of weird kind of way to kind of go. But, you know, and I feel like we have to say something about the guitar because the guitar has this kind of uh, effects pedal on it, which makes it sound like it's shimmering. Yeah. Um, almost like it's kind of watery. Um, and I think that's such a it's such a nice kind of effect. It's one like one of the things that I think the Gold Experience as an album has going for it is the kind of the different production that Prince puts in. Yeah. And so, you know, no, none of the, no two of the songs sound, you know, the, that same. You know, um, you know, most beautiful girl in the world sounds completely different from Dolphin. Yeah, you know, which sounds completely different from Now, which sounds completely different from Shy. Like these are all very different kind of, you know, the the, the the kind of the production that Prince puts in is very different on each song, and I love that guitar, that kind of shimmery guitar. Probably one of my favorite things on this song. And, and that's, you know, one, one of the other songs that I absolutely love on this album is Endorphin Machine. And that one, just like, if you compare it to everything else, it, it almost makes no sense. You know, it, it's just a super hard rock and great song. And, and yeah, if you compare it to everything, you're just kind of going, huh? Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and it, yeah, it's, it's just he gets how to put an album together in just such an interesting and brilliant way. It's just yeah. absolutely incredible. Um, now the, the one thing, you know, just continuing with the narrative of the things that he was going through with Warner brothers, uh, something that he does in the music video that he also does in the live performance is on his cheek. It says slave written backwards. Um, when, yeah. when, when he does the David Letterman show, uh, he has it of course written forwards so that it's more legible. <laughs> but once again, that's just, he was pissed, man. He did not like not using his name. He did not like the contract. Like all of that was messed up. The, the slave on the cheek thing as well. That's something that he will literally go, all the way through the time when he had, uh, when he wasn't Prince, when he when he was this symbol, he would always go out in public with slave written on his cheek in eyeliner, like that was that was just the thing that he did. The, the kind of performance ends with you know Prince kind of like laying down and being taken away, but in the video we we finish kind of the way we open, which is with a close up on Prince's face, but it's just as he's laying his head down in Maite's lap, yeah. and she's kind of like brushing his face as he as he takes off his his sunglasses and kind of goes to sleep yeah. on her 
um, which is such a great, I mean, it's such a great finish to the song, you know, and this, the kind of the song gets quiet towards the end as it, you know, as it opens quietly as well. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just one of those really great things. Um, and I should say as well, Mr. Hayes, who's on keyboards, he starts off the video at the back and then about halfway through, he then joins Prince on the bed at the side. But obviously the camera is off him as he kind of like runs around and gets on the bed. Um, and obviously Maite starts at the very back, like sprinkling, um, you know, gold glitter everywhere, which is you know obviously something that is associated with the gold experience anyway. And then she ends up like behind Prince, like nestling him um, towards the end of the video. So, I mean, it's just a great video. It is a great um, video. Not yet, as we record on the uh, official Prince YouTube channel. Uh, one of the few videos that's missing. And I, I don't know. I mean, the thing is, they put the same December up. And that has, a, again, that has a direct shot at Warner Brothers. So I don't know why they haven't put Dolphin up yet. But yeah. I'm assuming they will at some point. Um, but yeah, so, but, I mean, let's get into these lyrics. Because I, lo- I mean, I love the, the kind of the opening, uh, which is Prince very quietly singing, How beautiful do the words have to be before they conquer every heart? How will you know if I'm even in the right key? If you make me stop before I start, uh, obviously that second line seems like it's more about yeah <laughs> um, his 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 contract rather than anything else. But still, you know, nicely disguised. But I do I do kind of I do love those opening two lines. You know, how beautiful do the words have to be before they conquer every heart? Yeah, you know, it's a it's a nice sentiment, and and obviously that's something that will go throughout the the song. Um, you know, because because that kind of throughout the rest of the song that mostly kind of leads straight into the chorus, which is what we get straight away here. You know, if I came back as a dolphin, <laughs> I mean, I just, I just love the whole kind of idea of, you know, Warner Brothers telling him how to swim, and he's a beautiful dolphin, yeah. and he's not going to bend to their ways. I mean, it's, it's such a great kind of like metaphor, you know, that he kind of puts into this song. So, with the timeline of this, because I've been trying to figure out why a dolphin. I mean, I, I think that there's, there's, there's obviously the, the only thing that I could compare this to. <laughs> now, this is a huge stretch. <laughs> is uh <laughs> William Blake's Proverbs of of Hell <laughs> where where the, the the line is uh no man soars too high if he soars by his own wings uh which is which is basically you know it, it's it's it, you could think of an obvious metaphor that prince would come up with would be you know like an angel getting their wings clipped instead he makes it a dolphin <laughs> getting its fins clipped and the only thing that I could think of that would that the two things that I could think of that possibly inspired him to think of a dolphin is either like he really got into like Greek mythology because there's like Dionysus with the there's like a group of pirates that he comes across and he's punishing them and then they flee from the boat and he turns them into dolphins so they can go help people there's that and then the more crazy theory is that maybe he played the game Echo the Dolphin which came out a few months before (laughs) he recorded the song I mean here's what I would say I feel that the thing that was more in the news and this is something that's more expanding on in the song Animal Kingdom. Okay. Um, you know, which came out uh, like two years after this. Um, and that is, you know, by 1990, um, it was agreed by, you know, the planet um, that we would no longer sell tuna if they accidentally caught dolphins. Okay. Um, and so the idea of dolphin safe tuna became like a really big thing in the news. Yeah. And the idea of, of kind of you know, protecting dolphins and dolphins being, you know, intelligent mammals and all that kind of stuff. That was really in the news at the start of the 1990s. <laughs> and so the treatment of dolphins, you know, is kind of a big thing 
um, you know, in terms of if you know if you're gonna if you're gonna eat any kind of like fish, um, you know, dolphins kept getting caught in nets and basically dying, and you know, like there was a lot of that kind of stuff going around. And at one point, I think they were getting close to endangered. Yeah. Um, in some parts of the world, so I feel like you know the kind of push to stop dolphins from being endangered and kind of have you know be environmentally friendly when catching other fish uh, it's probably something that might have been on prince's mind and around this time i think prince i don't know if it was by this point but i certainly know by the time the truth came out prince was vegan okay um and so you know he, he it's it's not something that finds its way into very many songs like i said animal kingdom is is one of those um, that that it kind of where Prince kind of t- sings about veganism. Wow. At this point, he was starting to become certainly, I think, vegetarian, and he's heading towards vegan. So, like the idea of protecting dolphins, you know, something that was really in the news in the early nineties. Um, so maybe that's what kind of influenced him. But I mean, you know, I guess it's just one of those things where you know a dolphin is, you know, well let's let's put it like this: it's not a blobfish, is it? You know, like, <laughs> everyone likes dolphins they're they're seen as like you know a kind of a friendly mammal they're kind of attractive you know people don't want them to be harmed like there's a certain level of goodwill you get by talking about dolphins that i think other kind of fish don't get i think that maybe is kind of like the influence you know and and this is certainly something like i said that in other songs prince will start to talk more about you know his veganism and and uh and you know i mean early on it just becomes vegetarianism but then by the time you get to but you know, like, so he starts to kind of bring those things in. Yeah. But yeah, so I'm guessing, I'm guessing the choice of a dolphin is probably just because everyone likes dolphins. Don't okay. Like, you know, apart from in that one episode of The Simpsons where they save all the dolphins, and then it turns out the dolphins are evil and they take over the earth <laughs> and force everybody into the water and start walking upright on the land. You know. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, we we don't get many like this. This this song is mostly a chorus. You know, after chorus. Oh after yeah. Chorus. Oh yeah. Like there's. There's very little in the way of verses, but there's one verse which is, you know, why does my brother have to go hungry when you told him there was food for all? Uh, this That is the man that stands next to the man that stands to catch you when you fall. Oh, if I came back as a dolphin, etc., etc. You know, um, so I mean, again, that kind of maybe speaks to the idea of, you know, um, kind of the process of how we get our food, you know, that kind of, you know, why does my brother have to go hungry when you told him there's food for all? Yeah. You know? um, so you, maybe there's a, there's kind of a literal interpretation in here as well, um, as well as maybe a literary interpretation. Um, and then, you know, we get a kind of middle eight where Prince says, if I'm underwater, will you find me? Uh, will you shine a light and try to guide me? It's happened before. I've knocked on your door, but you won't let me in. And then, of course, we get into a wonderful guitar solo. Probably one of my favorite guitar solos on this on on the gold experience oh yeah it's it's incredible good and it's and and the thing is as well you know like uh watching the kind of live performances um you know like he he does it note perfect you know that's the thing he's clearly not miming but he still does the guitar solo note perfect and it's a it's a great guitar solo it's it's like so kind of like melodic and then towards the end he kind of starts singing he starts doing this thing i think it's particularly it's easy to hear on the on the record but he sounds like he's singing along to his own guitar solo towards the end of the the solo uh, and I was that's like such a kind of a nice touch, um, you know. And and then we kind of get back to the how beautiful do the words have to be before they conquer every heart, and then back to the chorus. Um, and like I said, the, you know, the song finishes by going a bit quieter, uh, with Prince just singing the words as a dolphin, like you know, three times over as he's nestled by my tail. <laughs> um, and I, I'm a fan of any song finishing with the title. 
and that's what this does, you know, as a dolphin. And you get the kind of the clicks of a dolphin, and you know, on the cold experience, Prince is—I don't think in any song is, does he ever go the kind of more subtle route. Yeah, <laughs> um, like you know, when he's got shy and he talks about walking the streets, you hear footsteps. You know, when he talks about you know, in the most beautiful girl in the world, you know, uh, when he says time, you hear a, a clock ticking. Um, and it's the same with this when he finishes the song saying dolphin you hear the clicks of a dolphin like he's literally going special effects mad on this particular album and and that's one of the things that i really love about this album and then he does it also on um uh 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 artificial age where where it's it's you know you have the the npg operators and i i absolutely love that stuff i know a lot of people hate that stuff but it's one of those things where it is a guided experience you know and you you don't get that with albums anymore where it is you put it on and you listen to it all the way through and and he 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 obviously tried to do the same thing when he had a video game where it was a very direct guided experience but it's really interesting to have that happen with an album that is is put out and that's artificial age i think is an absolutely brilliant album because it's doing the exact same thing it has a very specific a really weird but it has a very specific narrative that flows throughout it and it's it's guiding you on a musical journey and and i just love that (laughs) that he did that on this album i think i think it's brilliant i know a lot of people hate it but i absolutely love it i mean he does a similar thing with rainbow children as well you know there's a there's a narrative that's there Uh, he doesn't have like the same kind of like mpg operator type thing like segues between songs um apart from uh wedding feast <laughs> uh which is like 58 seconds long and is a bit silly but you know uh, most like on this album there's a lot of mpg operators in between the songs and kind of yeah like kind of directing stuff um but yeah i mean i just i just love the fact that it finishes with dolphin clicks like <laughs> you know he could have been he could have been subtle but nope he goes for like the sound of splashing water and dolphin clicks <laughs> And that's how the song is going to finish. You know, it's 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 one of those songs where, you know, I guess because I saw the video so much. I mean, between this and Be- Most Beautiful Girl in the World, the end of like 94, beginning of 95 was just all about those two songs. And they were like, they were on, you know, VH1 and MTV, like all the time. It was like crazy. It's like, I, you know, I'd never seen that much Prince, you know, even even at his height. Yeah. You know, um, he, he never had that much exposure in terms of like music videos. Um, you know, and of course they were both like cheap music videos that he just did in his home <laughs> studio, you know, like just threw a bed down and said, come on, everybody get on the bed, you know? Um, and that's kind of the same with the most beautiful girl in the world, which is once I, you know, obviously, uh, you know, gone, gone, talked about that in kind of detail, but like the music video for that again was something that Prince just kind of put together himself. Um, and you know, I, I just kind of, it's just one of those songs that kind of stays with me. Um, just because I, you know, the, I have this certain affection for it. The fact that, you know, it is it is this kind of clumsy metaphor, and and it is a song that is just mostly chorus. It's like chorus, a little tiny bit of a verse, and then more chorus, and then a guitar solo, and then a chorus again. Yeah. Like it's and and I think that really kind of sells kind of the pop part of the song, is because you know it's all about kind of repeating the chorus and kind of getting people to remember it. Um, you know, and also I I just I just think that you know the production on it is great. You know, the drums are great. Um, I love all the kind of keyboard stuff that uh, that Mr. Hayes and Tommy Barbarella are doing. Um, you know, the bass you can't really hear, but you know Prince's guitar stuff is great as well. Um, you know, it's it's just it's just kind of a really well put together song. And for me, 
you know, I feel it's a clear five out of five. Oh, same. Yeah, it's a beautiful song. Uh, Prince had this threat to never release the Gold Experience. <laughs> For a couple of years, he basically toured the entire of the Gold Experience as an album. Um, you know, which was from about 94 through to kind of early 96. And then obviously once the album was released, he kind of stopped playing those songs, <laughs> you know, and Dolphin kind of had a point, which is he was, you know, taking this, but he was kind of taking a shot at a, a kind of specific um, thing. And so, you know, once he was, once he kind of was over his whole contract dispute with Warners, he kind of stopped playing the song. Um, but then, you know, he kind of played it occasionally in 2002 and 2006 and 2013. So, you know, obviously it's a song that, you know, he would kind of return to here and there, um, you know, which I can kind of understand because, you know, I can imagine being in a crowd and singing along to this and, you know, kind of it really kind of bringing memories back for, for people by the time you by the time you get to like 2013. It's almost fun to think of like 20 years earlier, Prince is kind of fighting a record company yeah. and deciding to label himself as a dolphin who is having his <laughs> fins cut off and stuff, you know, so. It's it's kind of it's a very playful song I feel you know yeah uh, I mean I wasn't able to find any covers of it I mean you know I get I guess because it's mostly you know it's a it's a song that's ninety percent chorus I don't know what else <laughs> you could really do with the song other than just kind of play it like Prince I don't know that there's much to kind of interpret is there other yeah. than the you know singing the chorus over and over again um, so maybe that's why no one's covered it up until now um, but yeah so I mean I wasn't able to find any kind of uh, cover of it no. uh, anywhere so I feel like we've said about as much as can be said about Dolphin uh, so let's go to plugs is there anything you wish to plug Max? Um, I mean I'm just still doing Movies of the Meek which is a semi-weekly podcast we try to do weekly uh, and it's just on Made for TV Movies you can find us on Instagram Twitter uh itunes uh stitcher absolutely everywhere great stuff you can find us on facebook at prince track by track or on twitter at prince podcast or you can email us not sure why you would at prince track by track at gmail.com thanks once more for being my guest here max all right thank you very much for having me again and otherwise goodbye you are now an official member of the new power generation welcome to the dawn <laughs>